You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the USA and the Peacock. Uh, it's episode 619 of NXT. Yes. Fun stuff, Jacqueline. Uh, I, uh, my subscription to the Peacock has ended, and uh, due to budgetary constraints, was unable to uh, renew my Peacock subscription oh, at this no. time, but uh, I forgot that uh, I do have access to a Hulu account and that NXT is on there. Yes. But weirdly enough, not all of everything. the show is on there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cut it down to like 90 minutes or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. So for the time being going forward, uh, you will get to find out what happens on the Hulu episode or i'll find out what i missed essentially <laughs> perfect well before we jump in do we want to talk about how finn balor died i mean went to smackdown uh, yes so <laughs> uh, i mean apparently he died the last time i saw him uh he lost and then disappeared and then reappeared on, now i only saw the clip online he showed up on the first smackdown in front of fans Yep. In a segment with segment with Sami Zayn, I thought this was part of the show, but I heard people say that this was a dark segment that didn't air on TV. Is that true? Oh, I don't know if it didn't air on TV. I know there was a dark match. I only saw the that clip. He was in, yeah, that he was in with like Kevin Owens and Shinsuke Nakamura and fucking Shane Thorne, who Twitter <laughs> was like, "Who is this guy?" And everyone's like, "It's Shane Thorne." Um, I did not know Shane Thorne was still around. To be honest, no offense to Shane yes, Thorne, but yeah, Shane Thorne and Mia Yim—they're gonna finally be bringing them in with like their regular personas. But well, we saw Shane Thorne's old tag team partner on this episode of NXT, when I'd forgotten that he also existed previously oh, is that why some okay i read something about someone making reference to um yes. duke hudson and okay now it makes sense yes but anyway so finn balor yeah it was nice Fine, while it whatever. lasted i know i'm sad it, i'm sad but it Same. is what it is yep all right all right jumping right in yes all right we start off very strong here with a match. Well, we get a recap of Great American Bash, but mm. we went into that last week, so I'm not going to. Yep. Um, and we start off strong here with Ember Moon um, versus Dakota Kai. Yeah. Um, so Ember comes out first, um, and announced team mentions that Shotzi Blackheart is on SmackDown, so Ember is looking to rebrand a little bit here, it looks like, because she's going to be solo now, which yeah. great for her. Mm-hmm. Um Last week, if we recall, um, they talked about Raquel and Dakota going against Ember and Shotzi. So I guess this is the match we get now instead. And that's fine because these two are perfect, are great together. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start um, their, you know, long lockup. Ember finally breaks it, gets Dakota down for a minute, but Dakota gets back up quickly. Dakota now is Ember and puts her into the ropes. Raquel's showing she is not touching anyone. Hands up on the side. Mm-hmm. Dakota flips over Ember, but then Ember gets Dakota down with a hip toss and goes after her arm. Dakota breaks the hold by tossing Ember onto the mat. Dakota gets Ember into the corner, then goes for a running kick for a two. Dakota with a big kick to the back for another two. Dakota then again kicks Ember in the head for another two. Ember punches Dakota in the stomach, rolls her up for a two. There are a lot of near falls happening here. Dakota has Ember in a hold where it looks like Ember is choking herself and then tosses her down to the mat. 
Ember gets Dakota down and Dakota goes to kick Ember, but Ember grabs her leg, tosses her down. Uh, Dakota goes outside to try and get away, but Ember goes flying through and these two um, get gritty on the outside. Dakota goes after Ember's face and Ember kicks Dakota down to the ground. During the break, Dakota slammed Ember into the post head first and it looked pretty horrid. Dakota with a kick to the belly and then a suplex, but it doesn't phase Ember, who jumps up and kicks Dakota in the belly to get her down. And then a neck breaker and a suplex, and Ember is just on fire. Ha ha, because Ember. Um, <laughs> Ember with a crossbody to get a two. Dakota gets a scorpion kick and Ember on the ropes, but Dakota pulls her down and then the running kick in the corner, followed by this weird toss where Ember lands on her head and flips over for a two. Dakota on the ropes and Ember in with a jumping kick to the face. Ember on the ropes, too, and gets a huge hurricanrana for a two. And dang, no one can take a hit like Dakota. Mm-hmm. Then they f- start fighting over the ropes. Dakota pulls Ember in, drops her into the ring, um, and into a kick for a win. Yeah. Woo! Was there fun. was a lot that happened in this match. Like, it was great. Um, they move very quickly together, which I like. There's very little, like, downtime in their matches yeah they work really good together uh dakota Mm -hmm. has gotten so much better i was surprised to see dakota get the win here but look after the when we got the post match i actually Mm -hmm. have a pretty good feeling i know why dakota got the win here and uh like where it's i like where it's heading uh i thought these two worked good together it was a fun match i gave it a three I also gave it a three. Aha! Uh, Grapple, in their infinite wisdom, has given this match a 3.19. That is the cumulative oh. score of Grapple users. Wow. Nice. Um, post-match, as you were just talking about, the lights go out, and Zaya Lee comes out and steps to Raquel. She wants a, to- a title shot, and Dakota in the background looking pissed. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dakota gets her, her win here. She's standing tall. And then, but eyes are still on Raquel. Yeah, out comes Zia Lee, and maybe this was just me, or maybe it was the perspective of the camera. But when Zia was anger marching to the ring, it looked like Dakota was in front, ready to be like, "You want a piece of me?" And Zia completely walks right past her, like she isn't there, and goes yep. right to Raquel. And Dakota, yeah, Dakota is given the look. Clearly, this is going to be one of those things where Raquel is the champion, so she's got a target on her back, and people want to challenge her, but Dakota is going to be picking up wins, and she feels like the spotlight should be on her, but Raquel is stealing it from her, and I think we're on our way towards a feud and a breakup, and I'm actually very excited for this. It's kind of rare these days to see NXT sort of plant seeds for things that feel like it's going to actually happen. Actually happen, yes. So I'm very excited for this. Also, uh, everybody who's everybody listening knows that we are fans of Zia Lee. She is, of course, your best friend, Jacqueline. But yeah. I could not help but notice the absolute ridiculous size difference size between difference. these two. Oh, yes. my God. It's... Zaya she's looked, like five one. Zaya looked like a like, child next. <laughs> next I honestly to Raquel. think I'm taller than her, and I'm five yeah. three. So I mean, and this yes. is not Zaya's fault. Raquel is just no, very no. tall. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just anything against her, but also too, I give her a lot of credit that you know she literally gave someone a concussion last week or whatever uh, it was. Yes, I would be scared to be kicked out by doing her. her thing. Yes. So, um, good for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked all of this. This was good. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I like I like what's happening here. Um, uh, backstage segment, Diamond Mine was talking to Mackenzie, mm-hmm. and apparently there are three guys, but only two are fighting. I think yes. that's what they, they said. Um, they are issuing an open challenge, and guess who answers but Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. So he is going to face Tyler Russ tonight. And uh, in my own commentary here, I think Diamond Mine does need at least one more fighter. It, I don't like that they have four guys and only two fight that sounds that's weird to me this was not featured on the hulu edition of nxt ah <laughs> oh you didn't get you didn't get malcolm bivens i'm sorry no i did not ah, uh so this hulu. is a this will also act as a very interesting insight as to what wwe thinks is important because they're the ones obviously doing the cutting before they submit it to hulu so right anything that wwe deems superfluous uh i i guess well, you it will not see. It's born out here. Yeah. Um, we then get a 
Ikemen Jiro hype video for the breakout t- <laughs> tournament. Yeah, he's great. Um, and he just seems so jolly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he is very colorful and bright and has lots of charisma and seems very yeah. likable. I really like him and fun. They, they show like him flipping around and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we now get the segments that I was so not looking forward to yeah. starting um, LA Knight is poolside. Cameron Grimes shows up yes. to be his butler in a suit and no shirt. Um, but Knight gives Grimes a makeover. Yes, it has a little like hair day for him, beard trim. It's really funny too because it's like they barely do anything to anything. it. Yeah, they just like slick his hair back in a weird ponytail. Yeah, they maybe um, like trim out some of the fuzz or something, but it's, yeah, it's nothing big. Way. Yeah, um, and then they give him a very ill-fitting tuxedo. Yes, like it is not fit well. No, with gloves. But there is a story here. And mm-hmm. I think I think you see it more in the second time that they do this. But mm-hmm. uh, and I actually like what they're doing here uh, because I normally hate these sort of things. But I feel like the story they're telling here is that Cameron Grimes uh, is LA, making the best of it. Yeah. LA, <laughs> LA Knight wants to hu- humiliate him. And Cameron Grimes is not going to sell the humiliation. So if they like make him get a haircut and they give him these clothes, right. he's like, oh, I look so much better now. This is great. Like he's yes. happy about it when LA he's Knight wants him to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> LA Knight wants him to be sad and broken and he's embracing all of it. So he's, yep. uh, you can look at this two, one of two ways. Either Cameron Grimes is dumb or he is playing L.A. Knight and just not giving in to what he knows what L.A. Knight wants. Mm-hmm. And he's not letting him have the satisfaction, which is what I'm going to choose to believe he's doing, because I don't want my my good guys to be dumb. So, That's, yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. I'm choosing to believe that he is just not giving him the satisfaction. Or he's just like Kimmy Schmidt, like just super happy. Yeah. And like just, you can't break his spirit. Yeah. Whatever you do, like I'm going to turn it yeah. into something good. It's great. Unbreakable um, Cameron Grimes. There we go. Um, next match, we get um, Tyler Rust versus Bobby Fish. Not featured on Hulu, but I would like oh, to know what happened. Okay. And Bobby Fish, though, doesn't get an entrance. He's just Weird. in the ring. Just so, a guy. Okay. So you know what's going to happen here. Um, <laughs> so Fish grappling here has a few kicks. Rust drops him, um, him and kicks him a few times. Rust with a big chop, then takes Fish down by the arm and stomps on it. Fish fighting back but russ gets fish down again uh, and has a submission attempt fish with some kicks and strikes taking russ down for a moment and then flips him up on his back fish with a big suplex on the ropes and strong staring from him now on the apron um fish shoulder bumps rust from the apron to the ground fish addressing strong russ comes in from behind takes down fish to win okay so now um I did not have a lot of notes here, but I will say Tyler Russ looked very good in this match, like really? much better than he has. Okay, Definitely has stepped up his game. I thought it was kind of a dumb distraction win, but he is looking much more like he belongs here. Okay. So I went a little high with my score. I guess I was feeling generous this oh, afternoon. <laughs> okay. What'd you give it? I gave it two and three quarters. I can tell you what Grapple gave it. Oh, which was less. Perfect. Uh, I'm sure. 2.08. I don't know why I like this so much, but I did. I think you're just um, very impressed with Tyler Rust here. I think that's what it is. I was really like with Tyler Rust, Bobby Fish. I'm like, I have no hope that this mm. is going to be good. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, post-match, Diamond Mine is circling the ring. Um, and uh, circling in the ring with fish in it. That's it. And then Kushida comes out to help ah. gets diamond mine out of the ring and Bivens on the outside yelling the whole time. So yeah, we get that probably leading towards yeah. that Kushida Roderick strong match. I'm sure. Yeah. So, and that's, so I've heard that, you know, big plans for strong probably going to be, I thought I did not think he was under two Oh five. I mean, he, he probably, I mean, a lot of guys there are, but um, but I don't think he, I thought like I don't think they built Kyle O'Reilly as under two oh five. No, he definitely is though. Like so is Adam Cole and lots of well, those guys Adam, are. But, but they build them as that. Like they say, um, Kyle O'Reilly is like two ten. Mm-hmm. He's two ten. Bobby um, Roderick Strong is not 
205. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> They're absolutely That's what I'm I mean they definitely I mean they definitely have a cruiserweight problem. This is definitely a problem they've had ever since like I'm I'm happy that they wanted to put an emphasis on it, but usually mm-hmm. fans of cruiserweight wrestling were really more fans of the style than necessarily mm-hmm. the the weight of somebody and doing like weight limits in wrestling is at one at one point at one point maybe you could get away with it, but so many of today's guys were influenced by the more athletic wrestlers, and you can't mm-hmm. be. It's difficult to be super athletic if you're big and bulky. There are a few guys like Keith Lee who defy those yes. standards, but most most of the most athletic guys are uh, are thinner and more cut and uh, right. have more of an athletic build or whatever. So. And in a world where a lot of those guys are really good and top guys, like mm-hmm. they're the world champion, but they would also compete in the junior division or the cruiserweight division, yeah. which uh, makes it problematic from that. Like there's nothing with Kushida so, where he couldn't be North American champion or NXT champion, like nothing separating right. that. Right. So maybe, maybe they're just going to fit. Well, they let go most of the guys from 205 Live, so maybe they're just completely reinventing it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, next backstage segment, we see Samoa Joe interrupting Karrion Cross during his workout. Karrion yes. um, is to obey Joe's commands at all times, yes. and Karrion uh, Cross does not seem happy about it. No, he does not like having to follow the rules of the referee, which is weird because odd profession to, to be in uh, yep. <laughs> where there are referees and rules in every match. Yep. But he's not, he's not happy about it. He, this time. He's not. I think he's just not happy about Samoa Joe. Yeah, probably. I think that's it. He's like, yeah. The way is walking in and Indy gets pulled aside by Beth who stops to ask her about Dexter and gives her some advice on like relationship advice Aww. saying, take a chance and go for it. I did not see this, but that sounds cute. It's cute, but it's weird. Yeah. Our next match we get is Gigi Dolan versus Saray. Oh, um, I didn't get this either. <laughs> oh, no. Dang it. So the mid card is what um, NXT decided or WWE decided it's not. Yeah, important. they just cut so, out the meat of the sandwich here. Yeah. So if you recall, Tony Storm was supposed to face Saray. Yes. Um, but she's moving to SmackDown. So now we get Saray versus <laughs> Gigi Dolan instead. Yeah. Just forget that that was happening. And yep. Moving just on. completely rewrite this. Yep. Also, I must say, beginning they did show Tegan Knox return, and I'm like, why even show her coming back? Like, I did, <laughs> yeah. The they, bash, they did. Bash. They went another way to be like, look who's here, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, so stupid. Anyway, um, but I have to say, Saray has my favorite entrance music right now. Okay, can I just go ahead and say it? She you is absolutely it's, per- can. it's like perfect. Um. These two are good ladies. They handshake to begin. Saray mm-hmm. goes after the arm quickly. Gigi twists herself out of it, but Saray gets right back in uh, and gets Gigi in a headlock. Saray into the ropes and takes Gigi down by the arm. Gigi rolls Saray up into a submission attempt. Mandy Rose comes out to watch this match. Wait, what? what? <laughs> we'll talk about this in a minute. Okay. Gigi takes down Gigi takes down Saray and kicks her in the back. Saray rolls up Gigi for a two and into a submission and gets uh, and she gets the crowd all hyped uh, and into a bridge pin, but Gigi gets out of it. Saray looking for a suplex, but Gigi rolls her up for a two. Then a second near fall. Gigi gets Saray down, uh, who just slides up like it's nothing. It was really crazy. Like she like slithered out. I, it was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Saray with a drop kick on the ropes and then a second running one. And I think Saray almost took Gigi's head off. Then a suplex. And again, looks like Gigi is dropped on her head for Saray to win. Ah, that I sounds like it was, was fun. It was really fun. I thought it was good. Um, I thought, you know, it would have been really cool to see Saray and Tony Storm. But I think I thought Gigi Dolan did a great job. This was her first time on TV in singles competition. And I thought she did pretty well. Okay. So, Yeah. All in all, pretty good. What'd you give it? Two and a half. Ah, Grapple has given us a 2.41. All right, so we're closer here. So they're right there with you. Uh, was this Mandy Rose thing touched on at all? or? Well, so so did you see the uh, Aaliyah, Jesse, Casey Caden match? No. 
Okay, so that happens. And I'm going to tie it in after that match for you, okay? Okay, so wait. What you're telling me is that somebody from the main roster appeared on NXT, and then it was just cut completely from the Hulu version entirely. I had no idea this happened. Yeah. Okay. She shows up a few times, so they must have cut all of her segments. (laughs) Oh, my God. Big, important return. Yeah. Okay. I love that I just ruined this for you. <laughs> I mean, it's um, so crazy. It's so also, crazy. Also, I'm not, I don't hate the fact that this is where we're going to go for the next few weeks. Okay. <laughs> this will be fun. It'll be a surprise <laughs> to you to find out what you no. know that I don't know. Yeah. Um, we get a backstage segment with Legato Del Fantasma, who we haven't seen in like two weeks, and I was starting to get very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, Escobar's still calling out Reed, but also where, um, but also Swerve because he still wants the North American title. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Wilde was mad at um, Hit Row's song from last week. Mendoza says they have no class, and I'm just glad they're on TV again. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a Duke Hudson hype video for the breakout tournament. Yes. His superpower is that he's tall and Australian. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about how he's six five about eight times. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is when I realized that he is the former Brendan Vink, who is the uh, tag team partner oh. of Shane Wait Thorne a second. for a while. What wasn't he part of the Mighty? Uh, no? kind of, sort of. He also I don't know if you remember this, but he sort of got called up to the main roster for like a minute too. So uh, yeah, so then how is he on the he's breakout a, tournament? On, well, he changed his name now, Jacqueline, so he can be a oh, breakout he's a star. New person? Yeah, it's like resetting. Yeah. Oh, he God. he's he he deleted his previous save file and he's created a brand new character. Brand new. Uh, so, so no yeah, one knows who he is. He's <laughs> starting from the beginning. Also, I forgot to mention this earlier when you were talking about the Ikemen Jiro video. Yeah. Uh he specifically talked about how uh, like WWE is full of big guys, <laughs> and he will beat the big guy. <laughs> I just, yes, I I really like him. He made me laugh. Um, I'm sorry. What was Hudson's first name? As think Brandon. Oh, his old first name was Brandon or Brendan, something like oh, that. Jesus, how stupid! Vink. Anyway, he, he does. Vink. He does somehow look like a Duke Hudson to me. I don't know why he does. He does. I thought his name was just Hudson. I'm glad they gave him a first name. <laughs> um, next match, I'm hoping you got this one. It's Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar. I did. Perfect. Dexter Loomis <laughs> got no entrance. Yes. He also didn't move as the uh, the match started. He just stood there. So yes. Escobar just starts um, striking, runs into, runs him into the ropes. Takes Loomis down, but not for long. Loomis takes Escobar down by just tackling him and then slithers across the ring. Escobar responds by just getting to the ground and sends Wilde and Mendoza after Loomis on the other side of the ring because he's outside. Um, But they don't see him, and Escobar gets pulled under the ring, and Mendoza and Wilde try to pull him out, and Loomis comes out from under the apron, and all of Legato backs up in the best acting from them I've seen to date. They were very scared, yes. Yes. Back in the ring, and Escobar is doling out large chops and hits, then kicks. Both men on the ropes, and Escobar flings Loomis down with a really nice hurricanrana for a two. Escobar stopping on Loomis now, and then a drop kick, charging clothesline for Escobar, then another. And Escobar with two suplex, looking for a third, but Loomis avoids it. Um, avoids the third one, but Escobar responds with a backstabber. Loomis with a huge clothesline to take down Escobar. Loomis with big hits to drop Escobar a few times. Clothesline, then a bulldog. And Escobar is rolling on the mat and looks like he is going to put on the silence. But Wilde distracts and Mendoza pulls Escobar out of the ring. Loomis on the outside of the ring, but Wilde runs him into the post. Escobar gets the phantom driver and wins. Yes, a distraction, a distraction finish here. Um... Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just glad Santos Escobar got a win. Uh, Dexter yes. Loomis still not really doing it for me, although it was fun yeah. watching them freak out yeah. over Dexter Loomis essentially doing yoga poses. Uh, yeah, like well, I th- isn't he just doing like no. like upward? Um, is there is there no. an upward dog? I'm thinking there is an upward dog. Is there is an upward what, dog. Is that not what he's doing? <laughs> you don't move an upward dog. You oh, just no. kind of like. No, you don't. You you stay still, but he's sort of like a. I don't know. <laughs> he's more like bear crawling. He is. Yeah. I I mean, I guess 
<laughs> like it's weird. I don't know. I love the weird land of of WWE because, like, to me, that's like weird looking. Yes. But I don't think I would be cartoonishly scared. But these bad guys are cartoonishly, cartoonishly scared. scared. Um, yeah. So, but I agree with you. I'm glad Escobar won. Yeah. I just, but I think he carried this match too. So, oh, I agree absolutely. With all uh, you know, the weird thing is, is that I see tons of like things in Dexter Loomis where it's like if he had a different character, uh, like just seeing some like like when he kips up off the ground, like some of his athletic ability is very apparent. Uh, yes. It looks like he can do a lot of things very well. He just, the character kind of prevents a lot of that. I don't know. Um, yeah. This didn't really do a whole lot for me, but I am glad that Santos won. I went two and a quarter. Okay. I went high and gave it a solid three. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's that Santos Escobar bump. It uh, is. The it Legato is. Del Fantasma it's bump. Little, yep. <laughs> um, 2.28. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Um, post-match, Hit Row's at the top of the ramp and not happy with what was said about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're all the teams are yelling at each other, except yes. for Escobar, who stands there with silent confidence. So Yes. Noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we see Wade, um, Wade Barrett sat down with Kyle O'Reilly um, at some point. Yes. Um, and Kyle's like, losing's a part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he doesn't need his soul back because he was a winner and he needs to tap into that. So mm-hmm. no idea what that means. Is he turning heel? Is he doing something? But um, either way, he's not done with Adam Cole. Maybe shifting it's, slightly yeah. away from cool Kyle, perhaps. Yeah. We'll see. Ska Kyle. <laughs> Full ska. That's that's how Full ska. I worked for Sami Zayn in his original run, so you know, why not? It did, so. Um we get LA Knight and Cameron Grimes again. Yes. Um Grimes needs to mow the lawn. Yeah. Um and gives him an actual manual lawnmower, yeah. not even like an electric powered one or like a with a motor. Yep. Yeah. And it is a country club sized lawn. Yep. And as the camera go- pans up to show you like an overhead shot, you see Grimes going in circles <laughs> with the lawnmower, which I'm pretty sure is not how you're supposed to mow the lawn. No, like, but he was happy. He's supposed to be. He was happy he was to, do, happy this. to uh, do it. He recounted uh, or recalled times where his grandmother would, I believe, chase him around. Yes, with, so with the lawnmower. Yeah, yes. why not? Uh, fun, sure. Fun times in North Carolina. And the lawn looked mowed already, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> What a jerk this LA Knight is. Mow this already <laughs> mowed lawn. Right? What, what do you want me to do? Right? Pull it all up? Come yeah. On. So. Um, we see that after the Dexter Loomis um, Escobar match, Indy Hartwell came out for Dexter, and she actually started to, she picked him up and started to carry him away, <laughs> which was, like, super impressive. It was. Because he's not a small dude. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way she makes it this far, and she does not. No. She doesn't, but she she still took a few steps. Um, yes. And then Candace comes out and breaks it all up. Um, okay, they the, they, huh? tease, they tease the kiss here, and what was really funny to me was was it the commentators all quoting song titles with the word "love" in them? I mean, because <laughs> that like, was my favorite. I mean, that was really great. I was I was really more thinking about indie trying to constantly get her giant ponytail out of the way of her oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it kept falling down and she's like, no, for this is for the shot. This is for the moment. Uh, this is it. <laughs> Look, when your hair gets in your face, it's very annoying. <laughs> oh yeah. No, absolutely. Like I, I, I've been on the receiving end, so I, I can, and I can only imagine yeah. being on the other side of the equation, but I just love that. It was just like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stay behind. And I know, it, <laughs> and I know it was like her trying to be like, this is the, sh- like the camera's right on me. Like they got to see my face. Face. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I loved all so of that- it. It makes them so adorable. That was a moment. Yeah. It's really weird. And I really just want to know if they're a couple in real life. I don't think that they like, are, but that's weird. Like, I kind of hope they are after all this. Cause I'm like, you guys are putting a lot of effort into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, okay. They aren't adorable. Dexter Loomis is still, this whole thing with him is still very weird. Creepy. In- Indy is very adorable. She is. I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, next we get our first match of the breakout tournament. Duke yes. Hudson versus Ikamin Jiro. Yes, um, he wrestles the whole Ju- match with the jacket on. Yes. Okay, that's one of my first notes. So I don't. So yes. Okay. And it's a very, very colorful blazer, um, <laughs> and he also has really fun music. Yes. Um, so Tallman Hudson picks up and drops Jiro, and then tosses him around as Jiro goes for a waist lock. Jiro keeps slipping out of the way of Hudson's moves. Jiro showboating, but not in an obnoxious way. Hudson has Jiro on his shoulder, kicks him in the face, bounces his head off the ropes, and takes him down to the mat. Hudson pounding on Jiro in the corner. Hudson with a Big slam to Jiro. Jiro not giving up, though, and he comes back to keep hitting Hudson in the face and then gets Hudson tied up in the ropes. Jiro goes to fly, but Hudson catches him and gets a belly-to-belly suplex, then hits him in the face and takes him down with an uppercut for a one. Hudson picks up Jiro and goes to crucifix toss him. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But Jiro reverses into a hurricanrana and then starts picking up a bunch of offense and a moonsault off the top rope to take Hudson down on the outside. Um... Get into the ring, Jiro on the apron, another Hurricanrana, and a kick to the face, but Hudson comes back, gets a slam, and picks up the win. Yeah. I want to see more of Jiro, Mm -hmm. but I really liked this. Both guys showcased themselves very well, but but also worked well together. So I thought that they balanced that very nicely. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Wrong person won here. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jiro is much more likable. He's more colorful. He stands out. And uh, it's not that Duke Hudson does not stand out. Like, you could pick Duke Hudson out of a crowd because he would be standing above most people in it. But um, as, like, an in-ring performer, like, he does what he does well. But there's, like, a billion guys who do that. And it's not like Jiro is some sort of like one in a million athlete or anything like that, but he is flashier and his character and everything else about him is much more like, that's something I want to see more of. And yeah, like he, he feels like one of those characters where he's lost now in the first round and then he will disappear for six months and then he will reappear and then they'll do something with him, And then they'll tell us next year about how uh, this breakout tournament was a giant moment for his career. So, and it's not look what what happened to Joaquin. Look what happened to Joaquin Wild. Right? Yeah, he's going to be the Joaquin (laughs) Wild of this uh, of this This tournament. tournament? Um, Look, you could do worse. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, ultimately, it worked out okay for him. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I I went two and a half. I went two and three quarters. Okay. Uh, Oh, grapple two point eight one. All right. All right. Hello. They're like, they like the flying man and the big man. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're backstage and we get Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan. Dunn doesn't care who wins the championship tonight because Mm. he's still the baddest man in NXT and the best technician. Mm -hmm. To which Timothy Thatcher comes in to break it up. Um, And it's funny because if you remember in the storyline, Dunn's the one who brought Thatcher into NXT. Yes, to replace Matt Riddle. (laughs) No, well, to replace him with Matt Riddle. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, Champa then come comes in, and security is holding everyone back because they're all just fighting each other. So, looking forward to this tag team match. I so. did not get to see this. Thanks, Hulu. Oh, this was a this was a fun moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you already said you didn't see this match, so here we go. Mm-hmm. Casey and Kaden um, against Jesse and Aaliyah. Um, so Jesse and Casey start. Jesse with a huge kick. Casey goes flying. Aaliyah tags in, and Jesse tosses Casey into Aaliyah's foot. Aaliyah tosses Casey, and Robert Stone cheers. Jesse in, and Casey is really trying to um, trying, but Jesse keeps her down. Aaliyah back in, and Caden takes um, looks anxious to get in. Jesse back in, and Aaliyah holds Casey, uh, and Jesse kicks her in the stomach, and then goes to drop her, but Casey rolls her up. Uh, and then crawls to her corner, but Aaliyah comes in and tosses Casey, um, but then Casey is able to move Aaliyah to her corner um, while on Aaliyah's shoulder and Kaden in to take control just before everything breaks down. Casey takes Jesse out on the outside. Katie gets Aaliyah in position for Casey to hit a 450 splash and win. I mean, yay that Casey so, and Kaden won. Yeah, they're the, and and think about it. They're kind of the top babyface women's team now that Shotzi's gone, even yeah. though Zoe and Io have the the belt but they're like the the full team so mm-hmm. um i'm excited to see where they go and i think they deserve more challengers mm-hmm. so yeah and i gave get? this 
a two and a half. Oh, oh, grapple like this less. 1.79. Oh, wow. I was really far off. Yikes. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I probably more probably today. more Aaliyah and Jesse uh, yeah, than maybe. anything. Uh, I have a Kaden wow. and Casey bump when I usually rate yes. their matches as well because I find them very enjoyable. And they're good. They Kaden is good. good. Like mm-hmm. um, Post-match, though, you didn't see this, nope. which is fun. Aaliyah beats up Robert Stone because she, as she says, she's done more for him than he has for her. Hmm. Um, so she's pissed, um, and the crowd is super behind her. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yes. Jesse is watching from the ground stunned, and Aaliyah walks up the ramp, blowing kisses to the crowd. Then Frankie Monet comes out and leads Jesse away from the ring, leaving Robert Stone to kind of stumble behind them, looking real sad. Weird. So rumor has it that there was a trade made and Mandy Rose is now on NXT and Aaliyah's going to Raw. Okay. I mean, that feels like a, well, I mean, Vince is in charge of Raw. So that makes sense that it's a really bad trade. But uh, because, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Mandy Rose, but Mm -hmm. I remember Mandy Rose from from her time in NXT and... She was one of those things where it's like, oh, she's got like a Trish Stratus kind of look like they're going to she's going to get zoomed up to the, you know, she has like a fitness model look or whatever. So she would get called up. She wasn't horrible, but she had a long way to go Uh, Mm -hmm. from everything I've heard. She's gotten much better on the main roster and is a better wrestler now. So uh, I have not seen proof of that, but that is what I've heard. And right. uh, Aaliyah has improved, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that is what is potentially happening here. Interesting. Okay. Right. So that's why I was like, let's wait. We'll, t- we'll tie it all together at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, we see the uh, Johnny Gargano warming up back st- backstage and the way is super excited for Samoa Joe. Joe gives Johnny the same speech he gave Cross. Yeah. Um, but they are much nicer to him while trying to promote their new shirts. Um, yeah. And then Joe and Pete Dunn meet face to face in a weird stare off in the hallway. Both of these groups uh, or Karrion Cross, I mean, and the way Johnny Gargano, they both mm-hmm. still came off like heels to me. Karrion Cross was just a, he was like an ignorant, not an ignorant, but he was just like a What's the word I'm looking for? Belligerent. Jerk. He's a belligerent jerk. Yeah. And Johnny Gargano and uh, Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were more like nerdy. Look geeks. at me. Yeah, annoying geeky yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. So they play that part well. They do, but they're <laughs> but neither of them are likable to me. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, uh, we see Cameron Grimes again sitting by the pool, and LA Knight to see this. And Grimes like, I delegated. I got someone else to mow the lawn that he paid. Um, and it's it's a kid. And it's weird because Grimes is basically in his underwear at this point. And I, I was a little uncomfortable. Um, but then yeah. um, the best part of this whole thing was that the kid kicks Knight and then Grimes pushes him in the pool. So it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, but also Cameron Grimes is using his resources to get out of yard work <laughs> yes well he's also rich still he's not not rich anymore yeah. i guess so um adam cole comes out with his new stupid music that doesn't work with any of his usual crowd engagement moments Mm-mm. um adam cole saying he's better than kyle the greatest superstar cole still calling out kyle but then transitions to samoa joe doesn't seem like a smart move to call out the enforcer, but it is what it is because he's mad that Joe didn't intervene when Kyle almost ripped out his knee. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Then all of a sudden, um, Bronson Reed, of all people, comes out to face Cole. Who has not left yet. Yes. So Yeah, so I guess he's still here, um, which makes his loss so much more confusing. Yes. Reed saying he has no title, so he has nothing to lose. So he wants, so he is wanting to pick a fight here. Reed drops Cole, um, and Cole is running around outside the ring when Samoa Joe comes out to stare him down. His music hits, all this good stuff, mm-hmm. um, and he walks right by Adam Cole and into the ring. So yes, yeah. So I guess we're gonna get 
um, Bronson Reed and Adam Cole at some point. Yeah, weird. Uh, but, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good match. It's just... I assume maybe, though, Bronson Reed will lose a second time, and then he'll move. Yeah. Maybe they're like, uh, hey, Adam Cole, I was supposed to go be on this other show, but uh, they forgot that they had moved me and forgot to put me on the show. So I'm here yeah. doing another week of NXT. So let's let's wrestle. Let's do this. <laughs> uh um, Frankie Monet, Jesse Kamei, and Robert Stone are backstage. Aaliyah is no longer someone to worry about. Mandy Rhodes then comes up and says, looks like the brand is under new management. So Frankie Monet may be taking over. <laughs> oh, okay. I did not see any of this. Yeah. Uh, just so, completely. <laughs> so okay. I'm just, yeah, I wasn't even going to mention that, but I was figured since you didn't see Mandy Rose, you definitely didn't see that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and it's announced next week we're going to get Kushida and Bobby Fish versus Strong and Tyler Rust. Yes. Um, and we're also going to get um, Raquel Gonzalez versus Zaya Lee. So nice. very fun matches for next week. Mm-hmm. All right. It is main event time. Um, both men get their entrances. Johnny comes out by himself. Um, after Karrion Cross's entrance, he like definitely breaks character here as the crowd chants Johnny wrestling and the camera comes in tight on his face and he's very clearly laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I like when people break <laughs> character and I'm like, ha ha, caught you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gargano starts the fight here before the bell. Um, mm-hmm. Cross responds and then Joe finally getting the bell ring rung. Um, Cross has Gargano over his shoulder and runs him into the corner. Then a big, um, then a big toss cross kicks Gargano in the leg elbow, elbow to the face and a big German suplex. Cross taunting Gargano. Gargano responds with two drop kicks and gets Cross to the floor, sent on off the apron to get Cross down. Uh, Cross responds to take Gargano down. Joe yelling to get in the ring and starts the count. Cross goes shoulder first into the steps. Cross picks Gargano up by the throat to drop him into the announce table. Joe, who has followed the wrestlers outside the ring, yelling to get back in the ring. Seems like we could have had a few uh, count outs here by now. Um, Cross spears himself into the post, Scarlet giving Cross a pep talk. Gargano uh, picks uh, um, picks up some speed before Cross grabs Gargano by the neck. Cross uh, picks up some momentum and slingshots himself to take... Oh, Gargano picks up some, some momentum and slingshots himself to take Cross down for a two. Cross on the outside and Gargano goes flying out after him to put him into the barricade. Cross, though, gets two huge suplexes in a row for a two. Cross looking for another suplex. Gargano gets in some elbows before Cross puts Gargano on the ropes looking for the Saido suplex, but Gargano reverses into a crossbody and then goes to kick Cross, who takes down Gargano, um, then picks um, picks him up to run him into the corner upside down um, for Gargano to reverse into a DDT. Cross off the ropes and Gargano with two super kicks and trying so hard, but Cross gets Gargano in the cross jacket, which Gargano reverses into the Gargano escape. Cross, though, gets out and puts the cross jacket on and Gargano fades fast looking for the ropes and he finally gets there, but Cross won't let go, so Joe has to physically pull him off Gargano. Mm-hmm. Um, these two meet face-to-face angrily, Joe sweating just as much as the other two. Gargano <laughs> gets outside the ring and Cross puts him into the plexiglass and goes to hit him yeah. with the steps, which Joe... Uh, prize from Cross's hands. Um, Gargano goes flying outside the ring with a big DDT on the floor and then one final beat in the ring for a two. Joe is slow on the count though. Um, Cross with a forearm to the back of the neck, then three power bombs, a Saito suplex, and and Gargano looks phased. Cross with his stupid forearm finisher to win. Yes. So Cross is staying in NXT for a little while. For the time being. For the time being. I enjoyed this match mostly because of Johnny Gargano. Um, Mm -hmm. he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Gargano is great. Um, and, and honestly though, I go back to, I'm like, if he wasn't going, if this isn't where Cross is going to drop it and move on, why rush this feud? Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe as a bridge to do what they did next, which I can only presume is a logical leap to a match. So, I mean, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I, I mean, Again, this is a Johnny Gargano show. I mm-hmm. would be remiss in my wrestling reviewing duties, though, if uh, I allowed myself to completely just fanboy over how good he is. 
I couldn't help it. I mean, he's he's so good, but I held back on the score because there are other things at play here that I just don't like. And I'm not just talking about Karrion Cross. Like, I, like, outside of the ring, Johnny Gargano is, like, goofy, annoying, kind of borderline, well, maybe not even borderlining on comedy, uh, but kind of a comedy, goofy, bad guy character. And But when he gets in the ring, though, for this match, because you can't do heel versus heel, and you especially can't do big, strong heel versus smaller heel, uh, then right. it doesn't work either. So basically, when he stepped in between the ropes and the bell rang, he was Johnny Gargano from the height of the Johnny Gargano-Tommaso Ciampa feud. He was super babyface, uh, fighting from the bottom, nothing but heart and guts and grit and determination, Johnny Gargano. And that's a complete disconnect from everything else with his character, though. So it's bizarre. It's a weird storytelling. Uh, I mean, he's just doing his job and he's doing what he knows how to do and does it right. really well. But, oh, my God, the this the way this place is deciding to do their storytelling. I'm I'm. I'm on the verge of pleading, Jacqueline, that we can watch AEW or watch an old NXT takeover or something. Because I I, I don't know. I just, I want to see Johnny Gargano wrestle like Johnny Gargano. I don't want to see, I don't care about his character. Like, mm-hmm. when he gets in that ring, he's supposed to be awesome. No, like, and I, so th- and I understand that. I just, I just, ugh, it's, it's so tough for me. Like, I... There is definitely a point in my wrestling fandom, too, where I'm like, I just want to see nothing but great matches. Like, I don't care. I don't care if there's a story. I don't care if there's even a build. I just wanted to see, like, good matches. But I think I've sort of circled back. I think I've sort of combined the elements of my childhood where I was much more captured by characters. And then I combined that with my later fandom of just wanting to see great matches. And now I kind of want a blend of both. Like, because okay. <laughs> it's it's easy. I think I think part of it is because it's uh, so much of that good wrestling from that time where I was obsessed with good wrestling. So much of that informed other wrestlers growing up and what they wanted to do. Like, it's really easy to find incredible wrestling. Like, there's incredible wrestling. Every, like, almost every promotion has very, very talented and gifted uh, rosters. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to find. So if I want to find something that's really great, it's everywhere. So what what you don't find as much is compelling characters and good stories that go with those great wrestlers. And that's harder to find. And for a while, NXT was no, I mean, I guess pun intended, but for a while they were the gold standard when it came to that on Mm -hmm. mainstream, like uh, at least on mainstream wrestling television. Um, you know, you could obviously make good arguments for New Japan d- being way better, but they're not as easily accessible by regular fans. Um, as far as what you could find on TV or WWE Network or whatever, like nobody came close to NXT. And, right. you know, we, we've been here. We've covered it from the point that they started on the USA Network. And it's kind of been a downward t- trajectory when it comes to the really compelling stories and stuff. Um you know, we went we went from a point where we were we couldn't wait to see what happened next in the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa storyline, and you know, I mean, I'm right here with you. Like, I'm not in. There's most things I'm not invested in on this show. The only things that I'm like right. looking forward to is, oh, that sounds like it will be a good match, um, and that's what I'm holding on to. And this was a good match, but our scores are going to be so different. So, what did you give it? <laughs> I don't think I don't, it's not horrible, but I gave it a three. I went three and a quarter. Okay, okay so we were on, not far off. Based on your like soapbox <laughs> there for a minute, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, you gave it a you gave it a one." Well, normally when <laughs> normally when Johnny Gargano puts in a performance like this, we're talking like four or more. Yeah, like well, his yeah. working shoes were on. It was just they, yeah, he's so good. So um, grapple, I, so grapple though, grapple though, the, <laughs> grapple is operating in the universe. Uh, in the opposite universe where they're like, oh, he had his working shoes on 3.6. So they, they almost gave it a four. I get it. I mean, it was a really good match. Um, Yeah. Gargano worked his butt off and, and cross like, and I shouldn't denigrate him too much. Like he works hard. He's just boring to me. 
Right. No, he, I mean, they both did. They both put in really good performances. Yeah. Samoa Joe, um, I think, worked harder than anybody based off of his sweat production. Yes. Well, he's been injured. He's on, been on the injury list for a little while, too. That's true. And those lights are hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, TV lights. Absolutely. Yes. The man looked like he had just got out of the shower. Uh. <laughs> um, post-match, and Johnny Gargano gets out of there quick. Yeah. Cross and Joe have words, though. Scarlet trying to hold Cross back, but it doesn't work as Cross puts Joe in the straitjacket, puts him to sleep. Mm-hmm. William Regal, things have broken down. Yes. This... So. I mean, they wouldn't be doing this unless Joe is cleared to wrestle. This is... I googled, though, and there is nowhere saying that he's cleared. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, I would say that it's lunacy to do this, but WWE right. is crazy. And NXT used to not be crazy, but since they joined the USA Network, where other WWE shows are, that craziness has seeped in, I believe, through mm-hmm. the USA Network in some fashion. And I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they do this and then it doesn't result in a match. It just results in a segment where Karrion Cross gets chastised or stripped of the title or something. Like, maybe that's what they're going to do to get the belt off of him. Yes, but, that would be fun. But in any other universe, this is setting up Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. And <laughs> I don't honestly know if we're going to get that or not. Because uh, I don't know anything about WWE anymore. Uh, things that seem well, like it should make sense. Well, should, Money in the Bank won't. is tonight. I can tell you that much. Is it? Yes. And I can tell you that the Usos took the SmackDown tag titles off of the Mysterios. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's happening right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Literally, it's happening as we're speaking. Looking at the clock. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Well, okay, then. Um Oh, I'm just I'm just having a look. Oh, wow, the guy's Money in the Bank ladder match looks like it'll be really good. Yes. There's a ton oh, of really great also, wrestlers in there. Okay. Really quick, um, they have partnered um, Rick Boogs up with uh, Shinsuke. <laughs> oh, my God, Boogenhagen? Yes, he's on TV. He plays Shinsuke's music as he comes out and also acts as like a, <laughs> a, like a helper for him. <laughs> That's really funny. It's genius. Uh, that's pretty great. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I may actually have to go uh, <laughs> seek out Money in the Bank afterwards, and then it'll be in front of a crowd, so that's awesome. Yes. Uh, well, okay then, everybody. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. In the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this podcast is listener-supported, and there are a couple of ways that you can help. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and our merch store, Geekly Merch. Dot com. Uh, if you're one of the fine folks that have sent me images of the things that you have purchased or uh, hashtagged us or tagged us on any of the social medias or whatever, uh, and I have not gotten uh, a code to you because everybody who does that, I send them uh, like a 15% off code if they want to buy anything else in the future. Although, uh, no pressure, you don't have to, but you just get it anyway for doing that. If I have not sent one, Uh, just remind me, I think I've sent them all out, but, uh, a big thank you to everybody who's done that links for those things are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, this podcast can also be found on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for what comes NXT hit subscribe. And that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the USA and the Peacock, uh, featuring Raquel Gonzalez defending her, uh, NXT women's championship against Zaya Lee.